بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله الذي العظيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على سيدنا ونبينا أبي القاسم المصطفى محمد وآله الطيبين الطاهرين لا سيما بقية الله في الأرضين أجل الله تعالى فرجه الشريف اللهم أخرجني من ظلمات الفهم وأكرمني بنور الفهم اللهم افتح علينا أبواب رحمتك وانشر علينا خزائن علومك برحمتك يا رحم الراحمين الحمد لله we have توفيق to continue our discussion about practical wisdom in the Quran and what we did was we talked about hikma based on hadith and based on the views of uh, scholars of Arabic language and scholars of Mufradatul uh, Quran, those who are experts in explaining the meaning of the terms which occur in the Quran. As you remember, some refer to knowledge when they want to explain the meaning of hikmah. Some refer to stopping from doing jahala, ignorant actions or immoral actions. And some talk about doing things properly and with strengths. So they mention different things. One of the shortest and clearest one was the one that Ar-Raghib had in Mufradat, which said that Hikmah is something that relates to reaching haq truth with knowledge ilm, and with apple with rationality or reason so now i want to make a conclusion and then inshallah uh, go to the next stage Based on my humble understanding, and if you want more, then you refer to the series on Hekna, understanding Hekna, wisdom. Based on my understanding, Hekna is certainly related to practice. It has to be practical. It has to be something about real world. You are not Hakim if you jo just have some theoretical knowledge. If you are the best scientist, the best 
Fakih, jurist, the best philosopher, even the best expert on ethics. But this is just a matter of a scholarship. You have <clears throat> only studied and taught and done research, had have had lectures, but you have not been engaged in changing the real world. You are not Hakim. Hakim is the one who has knowledge. enough to make a proper decision it's very important hakim has enough knowledge to make a proper decision to choose a proper procedure doesn't need to be always expert but knows for what subject expertise is needed and how to refer to experts understand so for example if you want to make a hospital and you are a person who has just uh, studied management even your field was about managing hospitals but you have just studied and you got very good results with, you know, with distinction from university. But you have never made any even clinic, let alone hospital. So you are not able to make a good hospital. In addition to studying management, you have to have some experience and also you should know that, for example, as a manager for building and construction of hospital, that if, for example, you want to uh, design or contract with people, for example, for making x-ray room or theater for surgeries or outpatient, you must know who are the people that you can consult you don't need to be expert in all these fields but you should know that who are the people that you can consult if you don't consult right people or you take it easy and say you know hospital is like any other building we make it as strong and you know big and you know white then we bring equipments this is not hacking or if you say you know i have to learn everything myself i have a real story for you i hope those people don't hear what i'm saying <laughs> so some years ago uh, there, there was a project on compiling an encyclopedia I don't say about which topic and subject whatever and for many years they have been working on compiling this encyclopedia 
tens of people uh, you know reading books making files for each subject what different for example as scholars have said about that so i make all ready for researchers who then make interviews and all this uh, for some years the project didn't go that well and at one point they asked me to be the manager of that project so I had a meeting with them and I said I don't think this is working why I said your way of doing encyclopedia is like a person who wants to make a building and says first I have to study philosophy of building and construction then after studying philosophy of that you'd say I have to find out what is the best way of doing cement what is the best way of doing uh, windows what is the best way of doing this and that what questions may come to the mind of people so you look at everything totally uh, from you know an abstract way anticipating every question maybe the people who have done it have done it wrong we have to do it correctly from foundation everything should be I said this takes ages and nothing would come out my idea is no matter the people who have been doing encyclopedia are perfect or not they have experience you have to start where other people have reached forget what was their philosophy and you know how accurate it was and maybe they didn't anticipate some problems you know like people who do softwares you know sometimes you know we have had this experience for example we wanted a software for uh, distance learning and some people say the existing softwares have problems and we should make our own software and I say okay I know the existing one have problem but they have reached a point of 70% 80% of efficiency if you start what's the guarantee that you even reach 70-80% <laughs> many times yes we try to reinvent the wheel and even we don't reach where other people have already reached so I told them when you want to do encyclopedia first see what other people have done choose among them what has been doing well not perfectly and then start with some entries that you are sure that an encyclopedia on that subject should have I don't know if you have this experience or not to just identify entries is a big task once I was busy for many years and then I unfortunately recently had to quit that project about uh, compiling an encyclopedia for some subject but not like that one one year and one of the tasks was just to decide about entries 
But Alhamdulillah, we managed to finish that part soon. My idea was that, for example, you say, there are 100 topics that we know we should cover. Ask people to write entries, publish it, get feedback. Then next time, make it 200. Next time, make it 300. Not that you try to make a kind of inclusive list of all entries and then among them choose. So you can uh, compile a list of 10,000 entries and then go through them and choose 1,000. And it takes lots of time. Or you can say, I know these 100 are definitely to be there. Later, in next edition, I make it 200. Anyway, that project is still <laughs> going on. And the idea that I want to suggest with you is you don't need to know everything yourself. And actually, many times, it's a waste of time and resources. If you say, I must know the subject myself. Hekma means you know where you have to consult experts, how to choose who are reliable experts in that field, and how to benefit from the knowledge that they provide you. All of them are very important. If you don't know where to refer, or you know people who are not reliable, or you are bombarded with information and you don't know what to do, this is not Hakim. So, Hakim, if he wants to make a hospital, doesn't need to be expert in everything. Yeah? But should have knowledge, should have experience, and know how to benefit from expertise available. If you are a wise leader, for example, for a community, suppose in a city, you are a leader or in a leadership of a community, you want to start Quranic classes, for example. Maybe you are yourself an experienced teacher of Quran. Maybe you are not. But if you are Hakim, and at least you know who are the people who are good in this field, you know how to consult them, how to bring this uh, information together and come up with a plan. But if you think that you know all the things or you have to yourself uh, go and learn everything, <laughs> then it's not working. So, Hakim needs to have knowledge either he is an expert in that field or at least knows enough how to deal with the experts and come up with a kind of good understanding based on the advice of the experts. But Hakim is also a person who has ability to set up priorities what would be the best usage of available resources? Suppose we don't have enough money. What should we do now? 
for we have lots of money but we need it for future we shouldn't spend every money that we have in this project unfortunately many times i am very sad many times people do things just because they have money if for example there is a rich community they have lots of money then they think they have to do something with this money and there is this no this mentality sometimes that we should give this money for example to a central body who monitors all our communities and takes from here and spend on somewhere which is more needed so in some places we spend lots of money on buildings that might not be used in some places they don't have any place but people think because they have money they have to do things so how to use our resources what are our priorities it's very important so Hakim is not just a person who is knowledgeable no hakim is a person that either is knowledgeable or has enough knowledge to collect the required information but more than anything else hakim is the one whose practical aql, practical intellect is a strong he knows how to take you to your destination he knows what's the best way of using available resources and get something beneficial if we are traveling with hakim because our life is like a journey not necessarily from one place to another place but from one position to another position yeah our life is always like a journey we as for example community in london we are in a journey not moving to another city but in a journey in our development from the position that we are to a higher position when you travel with hakim Hakim makes sure that we have a realistic destination and we are all on the board and we make the good usage of time and resources and we reach there. If we are not sure whether we can travel 50 kilometers or not, Hakim doesn't say, let's travel 500 kilometers. Because we want to make a record in the world, you know. If we can make 50 kilometers journey, let's make 50 kilometers, not less, not more. Hakim has ambition, but realistic ambition. There's a difference between, you know, and between these are very close to each other 
you have unrealistic desires. But means you have right ambition. A student who has teacher, has textbook, alhamdulillah, has memory, has health, should have ambition of getting good result. If you say, I just want to pass the exam because I am very humble and, you know, <laughs> content, uh, this is not good. If you just aim at passing, then there is a great chance that you even may not pass. But this doesn't mean that you have tulul amal. You say, I want to be the best. And then you see that you are not able to be the best. Then either you cheat or you just, you know, become despaired. Normally, tulul amal leads to passiveness. Because there is no way to reach that point. You know, imagine, for example, we are a country, suppose that we are struggling with our basics and then we want to be the best in the world. This is not ambition. This is lack of wisdom. So, Hakim has ambition but not unrealistic desires. Imagine, for example, we are in a country that most of people are not able to read and write. Illiteracy. And we say that we want to be the best in uh, sciences. This is, gets you nowhere. Maybe for some time you enjoy yourself. That in your dreams, you know, you are the best. But what's the benefit? And, you know, you can write everywhere. In few years, we become the best. This would not give any pleasure to a rational person. But you cannot also say, we are happy with what we are. Or we want very little. So, Hakim has this practical aql that knows what opportunities we have, what resources we have, what chances we have what our competitors are doing and then with calculation of all this improves us and we very much need people who can take us higher who can improve us you know sometimes i say we are like a football team yeah every community every nation every institution it's like a football team in a football team your success is not just dependent on playing well suppose our defense our you know halfback or Goaler, all play very well and they are really tired, you know, they exhausted themselves, they really worked hard. 
but we didn't manage to strike any goal. What makes you successful is to strike the goal. Sometimes we do lots of things, but not just a little higher to see the fruits. It's very important to see the fruits. If you don't see the fruits, it means that you have made yourself tired. Maybe inshallah you get reward from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but you have not improved the condition. And you know, I don't know if you have this experience. There are people who are very good in this side. Sometimes you, for example, suppose you work with a team of researchers and writers for years and years and nothing comes out. Sometimes you see there are people that quickly produce something good, not something superficial, but they are good in productivity, in bringing something out. It's very important. Because in the end of the day, our results make us successful. Yeah? Not just our uh, efforts without being productive. If you want reward only, okay, you can say, you know, I made lots of efforts. But I think even Allah's reward depends on productivity. It's not just making yourself tired. But certainly in dunya, in the competition that we have with others, it's very important to reach the end result. So, Hakim has knowledge, at least enough to know how to collect required information and expertise, but more than that, has the ability to take us towards a higher level in the way that we meet our priorities, in the way that we don't have wastage, in the way that we don't lose our confidence or we don't become too proud and arrogant, this is Hakim. You know, we said, uh, this, we had this hadith, Hakim is very close to be a prophet because this was exactly what prophets used to do. But we need prophets in every field. We need prophets in our schools. We need prophets in our shops, businesses, in our, uh, I don't know, transportation, in any field that we have some work, we need wise people. Unfortunately, normally they don't list as a requirement that this person should have wisdom. They say what qualifications needed, but wisdom is not needed. <laughs> because perhaps they cannot measure it or perhaps... Uh, father? <laughs> yes, and perhaps they have no hope <laughs> in finding wise people. I told you once this story, at least some of you. 
that uh, some uh, people wrote to one of Maradi in Najaf that please appoint this person, this alim in our city as your wakil. And they didn't receive any reply. They sent letters, but no reply. After some time, some of them went and saw the Ayatollah in Najaf and asking him, we sent you requests and you didn't answer. He said, you told me about his knowledge, about his taqwa, but you didn't tell me about his aqd. How rational he is. How wise he is. Actually, we have a hadith also from Prophet wasallam. This hadith is in Majma'ul Bayan. Athna qawmun ala rajulin inda Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa A group of people praised someone in the presence of Prophet. They praised him. Faqala Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam kayfa aqlul rajul? How is his aql? How rational he is, how good he is in practical wisdom, practical intellect. We are informing you about this person ijtihad in ibadah means he's very hard working in ibadah he does lots of ibadah recitation of quran fasting tahajjud he's doing all good work and then you ask us about his aql they were surprised i think they didn't have this course on practical <laughs> <laughs> then Rasulullah said something which is very important. A person who is a stupid with his stupidity may do things that sinful people don't do. May cause so much of harm that vicious people don't do. Because vicious people are known to be vicious and people keep guard but we, if you we have a very nice looking pious you know person who does lots of good things in the community 
but he's a stupid. And people follow him, and then he takes us to hell in dunya. <laughs> so, no vicious person could do this to us. <laughs> but this person was able to do this. So, with his stupidity, he may reach something which is greater than sinfulness of a sinful person. وَيَنَالُونَ الزُّلْفَى مِنْ رَبِّهِمْ عَلَىٰ قَدَرِ أُقُولِهِ Very beautiful. On the day of judgment, tomorrow, people will rise in ranks They're beautiful. They rise in ranks. And reach nearness to the Lord. Proportionate to their aql. Not proportionate to their actions. Aql is very important. Yes, this is the same. This is in al Hikmah, but from Majma'ul Bayan by Tabarsi, you know, Tabsir Quran. It's very beautiful. Inshallah, I will read for you some more hadith. So, what is very much needed is practical aql, practical wisdom. Theory is important, but not enough. We always need scholars, and we don't have enough scholars. But we very badly need wise scholars, wise leaders. <clears throat> We need activists, but we very badly need wise activists, <laughs> not just activists. Some people think activism it's has its own name. You just act. You act so much, some of them will be useful. <laughs> like, for example, a person who has gone, and they say, you know, enemy is coming. So he shoots 360 degrees. Definitely enemy cannot come. But you are, you know, killing many of our own people. <laughs> and maybe enemy actually is hiding, waiting for you to finish all our people and then come and take you. <laughs> this is not wisdom. Activism needs 
knowledge, needs wisdom, needs humility. If you are not humble, then you can cause more harm. And one thing that I don't understand is why people, some people who are involved in activism, why they so much attack others? Why they cannot focus on their work? If you are a good teacher, okay, focus on your teaching. You are good in, I don't know, engineering, on anything. Why you are always doing two things? Attacking enemies and attacking other people in the community. Look, we are the only people who are attacking enemy. And you are not doing anything. We should attack you and we should attack them. Actually, you are worse than them. Why? This is not wisdom. So, anything needs wisdom, especially anything which is socio-political. Some time back, I had discussion with some students in Qom, but from here who are studying Qom. And I said, for sure, we should have understanding of politics. Yes, we cannot say, we don't bother about politics. We should have very good understanding of politics. We should follow news which are relevant. But we don't need to exercise political act as soon as we go to Jose or as soon as you know we uh, have a platform. To do politics needs maturity. You know, to give lecture is much easier. But even I don't recommend people to start giving lecture when they just have gone to Jose. I said, learn something, benefit from teachers for some years, at least some maturity. And then based on your level, you start. When I first wanted to go to Tablis, of course, I didn't want to go. My uh, Teacher and head of our madrasa said, you must go to Tablit. I had just finished two years. Uh, one year in Qom, but uh, because of my study in Qom, in Tehran, they accepted me as second year. So I had finished the second year of Jose, but one year in Qom. So our head teacher said, you must go for Tablit. I said, I have just been one year in Qom and some in, this, in the Tehran. He said, no, you must go to, uh, for Tablis, but just go to a you know, primary school. Just speak to the kids about prayer and this type of things. So I listened because uh, for us it's important to listen to our teachers. But I went just to a remote village near the um, city of Bam, in a village, you know. Uh, and I gave some lectures to the children in the school and some lectures to the people in the village but I was very careful not to say anything wrong you know I was reading books and you know so giving lecture needs maturity and you should be going under the advice of someone when your teacher says that you know I have confidence in you that you can do this much then you do it yeah 
how you become for example imam of resident island this is more difficult than giving lecture yeah giving lecture is much easier than becoming responsible for a community then how you become a leader for a community is even is more difficult than being resident island but i think the most difficult thing is to be involved in politics because to be involved in politics needs lots of experience, lots of maturity, lots of ability to control yourself, put your feet on your ego. It's very difficult. Many times, if you are not in control of your ego and anger and selfishness, you end up with doing ghayba, tohma, attacking other people, damaging other people, misusing your power. So, certainly we have to be concerned about politics, but this doesn't mean that every person starts, you know, doing political activism or political act. This is where you have to be very mature, very experienced, very much in control of your anger and emotions. If there is any group in the world that they should not be <laughs> driven by emotions, suppose if there is only one group, that should not be driven by their emotions are politicians. But we see people do politics because of emotions. How it comes? A good politician, even if you swear at him or you flatter him, wouldn't get influenced. Anyway, so many things to say and my heart is full of, you know, pain. But practical wisdom is the solution. And we need to have knowledge. We need to have maturity. We need to train our practical aql. Let me read for you some hadith and inshallah continue this next because to, tonight unfortunately I have to go earlier because we have majlis. I already read for you some hadith about hikmah from Mizanul Hikmah. Now we want to read some hadith from the section on Aql. Mizanul Hikmah, a scale of wisdom. Alhamdulillah is available online, English translation, Arabic, all are there. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Qivamul mar'i aqluhu wala deena liman la aqlala. It seems we have not the same religion as Rasulullah. <laughs> this is number 3,359. Mar means what gives you 
subsistence, what makes you able to survive and stand on your feet is aql. It is with aql that you can stand up. Then the one who has no aql has no religion. There's no faith. Aql is very important. It is true that Aql is not one of our Usul al-Din or Furu al-Din. <laughs> but this doesn't mean that it's not important. It is not one of Usul al-Din or Furu al-Din because this is the basis of everything. Because if you don't have Aql, Din Allah. They say, you know, uh, a person uh, was thirsty and wanted to drink water with a few friends and one of them was very thirsty and didn't have any glass or cup so he lied on the floor and wanted to drink water on his stomach so one of them said this way of drinking is not good for your apple he said what is apple he said, no problem, you can drink. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> so, sometimes we talk about significance of Aql and some people say, what is Aql? Aql is not an issue for us. <laughs> you, you know, just for the sake of Allah, go and watch some lectures of some people or some websites or Facebooks for six months. And do you see any focus on Aql? Any mention of Aql? Anything that we have to be rational? For some people, this issue is solved. <laughs> totally. It's absent. Amir al said, Sorry, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has not deposited aql in any person unless someday, one day, Allah has saved him with this aql. Saved him. Saved him. means to rescue, to save. So it means that for your survival, you need aql. Maybe for a few days, maybe for a few months, you don't think that it has been useful or saving you. But sooner or later is needed. And if you don't have it, you will be destroyed. In another hadith, Amirul Mu'manin said, I am just selecting, but there are many. Al-Aglu Musliho. Reforms 
puts in good order. Eslah means to reform, to put in good order. Everything, every effort. Aql is very important. And as you can imagine, this Aql is not theoretical Aql. This Aql is practical Aql. This Aql is not concepts that you read and you, you know, talk only. Yeah, it's practical. Amir al-Mumani says, the greatest rich is aql. It's better than gold. It's better than money. It's better than jewelries. It's better than assets, building, land. Imam Baghir alayhi salam said, La musibata ka'adam al-aql. There is no calamity like lacking aql. This is a calamity that nothing can compensate. Ka'adam al-aql. When you are very confident that you have aql <laughs> and you, un you think you understand everything and you can pass judgment on everything, that's the time that shows you lack aql. Humility is very important. Imam Qasim salam in his wasiyah to Hisham ibn Hakam said, and you know, uh, we have a hadith also from Imam Qasim to Hisham ibn Hakam in Al-Kafi, and Alhamdulillah in Shrine of Lady Ma'suma, I talked about this 11 sessions, Imam Qasim on intellect. Ya Hisham, ma qusma bayn al-ibad afzal min al-aql. Nothing has been distributed among the servants of Allah better than aql. So, in your du'as, please. Don't ask just for health or long life or money or knowledge. One of the best things to ask from Allah is aql. To increase your aql. To strengthen your aql. And to give you friends who are aql. It's very important. Nawmul aql. Afdal min sahar al-jahil. Sahar with ha, not sahar. Sahar means not to sleep. Yeah? A sleeping of aqil is better than tahajjud of jahil. Jahil here means the one who is not aqil, who is not rational, wise. Wa ma ba'athallahu nabiyyan 
Allah has not sent, has not raised any prophet unless that prophet was Aqil. Yes, continue. And again, this is why we said Hakim is very close to prophet. To the extent that Aql of Prophet is better than efforts of all people who make hard work. Aql of the Prophet is better than efforts of all people who make efforts. وَمَا أَدَّ الْعَبْدُ فَرِيضَةً مِنْ فَرَائِضِ اللَّهِ حَتَّى عَقَلَ عَانِهِ No servant of Allah can ever bring about any fariza unless he has understood it properly with his aql. It's not enough you physically do something. You have to understand what you are doing. Pardon? Farida means obligatory action. So any obligatory action, if you want to do it properly and not just the physics of it, you know, you can say prayer without apple. But if you want to do prayer properly, prayer which is tanha and al-fahshai wal munkar. You need to be aqil. You need to be rational. Imam Raza alayhi salam said in a very famous hadith, Sadiqu kullim ri'in aquluhu wa'aduvuhu jahluhu Friend of every person is his aql or her aql. And his enemy is his jahl. Jal here is not opposite to Elm. Jal, when it is opposite to Agl, means being unwise. Yeah, because Jal in Arabic, even in English, ignorance sometimes means not to know, sometimes ignorance means not to act rationally. Jahil either is the one who doesn't know or the one who knows but doesn't benefit from his Elm because it is Agl. That helps you benefit from your knowledge. Otherwise, Rabba Aleman Katalahu Jahluhu. There are many people who know, but they are destroyed by their jahl. Wa ilmuhu ma'ahu layanfa'u has the knowledge but doesn't benefit him. We have A very beautiful <coughs> hadith that I want to start this hadith and inshallah maybe next week uh, we have to spend on this hadith maybe I read it and then explain more next week inshallah Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said Sifatul Aqil An Yahluma 
amman jahila ala one of the characteristics of aqil is that he or she is patient with respect to those who wrong him if some people wrong you don't react quickly don't let them provoke you اِذَا خَاتَبَهُمُ الْجَاهِلُونَ قَالُوا سَلَامُ When Jahilun address them, they don't attack them. They don't say the same thing. <clears throat> they say, peace be with you. Yeah? You don't need to fight every person even if they have wronged you. Yeah? Save your energy. For your own work. Aqil is the one that is able to forgive those who wrong him and do injustice to him, oppress him. Aqil is the one who is humble. For whom? Before people who are lower than him. We see people who are not humble even before people who are higher than them. <laughs> A young person is not humble before elderly people. A junior talaba is not humble before ulama. Hadith says Aqil is humble even before people who are lower than him. You see the contrast? And with respect to those who are Above him, he has competition in seeking goodness, not competition in power or money, in seeking goodness. Aqil is the one that if he wants to speak, reflects. You know, tadabbur means to see end of things. Yeah, it comes from dobur. means when, you know, you are talking, but you have to be able to foresee end results, outcomes, consequences, reactions. What I am, pardon? To anticipate, yes, and sometimes predict what is going to happen if I say it or don't say it, or if I say it in this way or that way. Yeah, you have to, and if you are not clear, you keep silent. Yeah, if you are not sure that what you should say or whether you should say, you keep silent. This is a rational requirement. Inshallah, we will talk about it. So, he thinks. 
If the result is that this is good, he speaks and he benefits from. And if the result of his evaluation is that this is not good, he keeps silent and saves himself. So, it's like, you know, your money. Either you see it's a good place to invest, you invest and make money, or you are thinking that it's not a good place, you don't invest and you save your money. <laughs> so, you have to make money or save money. In our socio-political life also, when we speak, either we should add to our credit or at least save our credit. And if a fitna comes on his way, would ask Allah for protection. And when there is fitna, you should keep your hand and tongue under control. Because fitna is when things are clouded and ambiguous. In fitna, you have to be very careful. Sometimes in fitna, you attack but then you don't see that you have attacked your own father. You have attacked your own teacher. So you have to be very careful. Amir al says, in fitna, you should be like uh, ostrich, the bird. People cannot ride on back of it and cannot also take milk from it. Yeah, so in fitna, you have to be careful, not let anyone use you. If he sees there is a merit, he would try to take uh, opportunity and benefit from it. Aqil can never be found without haya, modesty. A good sense of shame, yeah? Positive shame. Haya is positive shame. Aqil is not a shameless person. Aqil is very modest, polite, respectful. Aqil is not greedy. These are ten characteristics that you can understand who is Aqil with these ten characteristics. Inshallah, we will expand on these uh, next week. But just think about it and review. We pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to enable us to develop the gift of rationality and wisdom in ourselves and in our community and to be given wise friends, wise 
associates, wise allies, wise helpers, wise leaders. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to enable us to go together with maximum <clears throat> unity towards, inshallah, the heights of perfection and prosperity in dunya and akhirah. Thank <laughs> you.